1: You damn right. Hope everybody's having a good Friday. Hope it's even more normal for you than it has been the last couple days. We know there's still many of you without power. We hope that is coming back. We are slowly coming back towards full power. We'll get you updated on all of that. If you've been dealing with uh, this mess the last couple days, and we've been taking your mind off of it, we appreciate that. We appreciate you sticking with us through our issues as well. It's Chad and Zay on this Friday. I'm Chad Hastings, joined once again by Isaiah Collier. Zay, what's up? Chad, what's popping, man? Happy Friday, everybody.
0: Glad it's gotten a little warmer and seeing this ice go down. Hope people are getting their power back and heating stuff. If you're not, I am so sorry, but
1: should be coming back soon. How you doing, Chad? I'm doing well, and I should have given you an even better intro today because today, ladies and gentlemen is the birthday of one isaiah call your happy birthday zay
0: thank you chad i appreciate that your boy's 32 years old today all right 32 years ago today my parents said you know what our son he'll probably be a sports junkie let's name him after isaiah zeke thomas and michael jordan two of the biggest rivals still to this day in their grown ass old man age, maybe
1: you're the one that should interview him. I'd be down for that. We need to let them know, reach out separately, and just say, "Here's the deal." He was named after both of you. Uh, you, you know, we'll have Magic off to the side if you need him, but we think Zay can do it. Yeah,
0: yeah, I'd be with that. Yeah. I'd be with that. Let's I'd be it. cool
1: about it. But you
0: know, you know how petty and messy I am. And like, so, Mike, when you got nailed in Game Three of '89 by Bill Laimbeer, do you think? Isaiah was a part of that bounty shot. Do you think Isaiah was letting these guys know, just slipping a little bit under the table for every time they knocked you on your ass when you crossed the middle of the lane?
1: So you're saying you might not be bringing the yeah, I would be the best. Branch? Yeah, no. I wouldn't be the best. I'd make it worse. Not the olive branch. I'd make guy. it worse. Okay. Yeah, Fair leave enough. that
0: to Magic Johnson.
1: All right, I am certain that the specs text line is back up and running for us because I see. Happy birthday, Zay. It's my 38th birthday today. Coming in from one of our listeners, happy birthday to you as well. This one comes in from Nate and says, happy, happy birthday. This one says, let's go, Zay. Happy birthday and another happy birthday, Zay. So I didn't even need to ask you for the tester. The specs text line is back. We have internet back. Uh, Our hardwired internet is back. And what that means is that the streaming is back. HornFM.com. And if you listen on the Horn app, Unfortunately, there's some of you that are going to be dealing with what I was yesterday afternoon and evening. If you're out in the yard dealing with the limbs, you can take us with you now uh, on the app like you used to. So um, we appreciate it. Had a couple days where we were down into, you know, 104.9, old signal mode. Now the signal has been bumped up a little bit today, back to full power. Uh, So in some ways, we're back to full power. We are still bundled up a little bit. Uh, and we'll look into seeing if we can get the, the Twitch and YouTube stream up today because I know some of you watch that way. Yeah, I'm messing with it. I'm messing with it. And w- we may do that because uh, our guy Jacob, our digital guy Jacob, made a great point early in the week before all the mess. He said, well, you might have people, if they're off school, they may have people just sitting around in the house, and if they have power – or the ability to watch, they may be a way they watch. There we go. So we it, may do that. It says we're on. Okay, YouTube and says Twitch. we're on. That means it says we're on. I do see the little light up there. That means people are seeing. I'm, I'm going to do the same thing I did yesterday. I'm going to start all bundled and take stuff off. I'd rather do that than put stuff on.
0: I like I, the beanie look. You like that? You look real New Yorker right now.
1: Yeah? Yeah. I look a little tougher. A little tougher. Because I don't look tough most of the time. I also yeah. went fresh head shave last night and shaved the face because I just was tired of all that. And so when I walked in here today I re- and, the, and the that coolness hit the top it hit of my head.
0: <laughs> yeah, that hawk hit you too.
1: Yeah, realized I needed to uh, to get that. So the hat, the the, the the beanie today might be the last thing to uh, to come off in terms of things I'll be taking off in here. Uh, we won't do the full strip tease. That's a whole nother show. I almost got thrown off radio last time I did that. Uh, I'm Just kidding. <laughs> I've never done that. But uh, we will hopefully have you on the stream. There's a lot of stuff to get into today, football-wise, also basketball-wise. Zay's got a full breakdown and preview for you of Texas and Kansas State. Texas men's team will take that tour of Kansas tomorrow at the Octagon of Doom, Monday night at Allen Fieldhouse. Let's see. Can they get the split? Who knows? Maybe they can win both of these games. Right now, they're in first place all by themselves. So that's coming up at 1230. But we do need to start with some football stories today on this February 3rd. And uh, Zay, let's go ahead and just start with last night, Pro Bowl Skills Challenge. We talked about it. I'll admit I watched. I got pulled into it. Did you watch were you entertained? I was entertained, and I did watch. All right. Tyler Huntley, I owe you
0: a mild apology. Okay, go right ahead. He showed off. hmm He showed off. He showed out. I was impressed. Now, he didn't have 11 men coming after that ass and also a defensive coordinator scheming up a uh, plan to stop him, but... The precision passing, he did a really nice job. I was impressed.
1: I like the way they've done that. I wish they still had the breakaway targets, but I see what they're doing. Hit the target, and then it turns around. It's a little
0: more modern.
1: Yeah, so you know what know what's going on there. It was a good reminder that you can make fun of certain quarterbacks for not being elite, but what that showed me last night is, remember, if you put them out there, like you said, with nothing schemed against them and 11 guys aren't out there, these are still pro quarterbacks. Yeah. They can professionally throw a football, uh, so when you're hitting those big old targets, that's not like hitting an NFL window. But I thought he did a good job. I thought Kirk Cousins did a good job. Trevor Lawrence did all right. Uh, the whole Trevor dra- Lawrence just throws a pretty ball. He does. It's
0: a beautiful. And it's football. just like even though he wasn't as accurate as everybody else, just watching him throw, you're like, wow, that, that's impressive.
1: And he's got the best idea that I heard yesterday. Let them do that more than once. Figure out a way to have them go through a, maybe it's a, a, you know, whittle it down a little bit. First, the best two scores or finalists or something. I'd like to see a little bit more of that because I think it's a, a really cool little skill thing they, that they came up with. He was good. The, the idea to have a drone carrying a pad that you have to hit right. th- for five points, that was great. Nobody hit the 10-point bucket, but I like that idea. So yeah, Nobody was close. Everybody was right. All that I thought was good uh and then just what was on the commentary it was rg3 and the main the main ones uh, the uh, rg3 and marcus spears, and marcus spears Dude, they were hilarious they had a great time they were laughing laura rutledge was trying to set them up and they were they were i thought they were good i was entertained i laughed and then we got a great little story with Derek carr he steps up wins the thing for the afc and then Ryan Clark wasn't even really trying to set him up that much. He was just trying to feed the ego a little bit, saying, hey, we know you've had some success throwing balls in Vegas. How did it feel? Blah, blah, blah. He goes, yeah, I guess that's why I'm going somewhere else. <laughs> 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 and he has announced, Zay, that there's a date coming up where if he's still on the roster, they owe him like $40 million. Oh, he'll paid. take that. He has, Keep me. He has an option to allow that date to be moved back. To help the Raiders, he's already said he's not doing it. Nope, hell no. I wouldn't either.
0: Hell no. No. And the fact that he was at the facility, at the Vegas Raiders facility, seeing those same people that he always sees through there, like, hey, Derek, uh-huh. like, that's where you just get a, like a like a smooth yeah. head now. Like, don't even acknowledge them. Like, mm-hmm. what up? <laughs> wow, Derek. Derek's cold now. Hell yeah, I'm cold. And then go show out. This is what you're missing now. And who knows where Derek Carr is going to end up. Who knows if he's going to continue to have a pretty decent career. I thought he's had a really good career coming out of Fresno State. Made multiple Pro Bowls and, you know, had some good seasons down in Oakland and it didn't work out. The Gruden thing definitely didn't help him in Vegas. I thought they kind of hosed him over with Josh McDaniels. And y'all bring Devontae Adams, then y'all get rid of me. Now Devontae Adams is pledging for Aaron Rodgers. But, yeah, Derek Carr, no love lost. Yeah. I know of us. He deserves no. to be petty. And, yeah, keep that $40 million. If they decide to keep you on the squad, I'm t- taking all that $40 million going on vacation and wiping my ass with <laughs> Raiders toilet paper while doing it.
1: Yeah, he had a little uh, – he definitely had an edge to him while he was throwing. And I loved it on the targets. If you wa he went – Four point, four point, three point, three point, hit the floating five, and then at the end he just went one, 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 and then turned and went one, one, Genius. one. Uh that was great. And and I think and he might have hit that four point cage, the yeah. moving cage that they had. And I think the fact
0: that he went last and he got to see the other five guys go through it, and then he got to form his own strategy really <laughs> helped him out. Cause you're right, he was very strategic with it. just going one 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 at the very end, knew in the end have much time. Yeah. Derek Carr, he did that. Him and Tyler Hunley,
1: they showed. Out the only thing that I re- that, and I was worried about this. The only thing I thought that didn't really land that well was the water balloon idea. Weak, that didn't make any sense. My to me. wife was laughing her ass off yeah. watching that thing with me. She's like, What are they doing? These big guys trying to catch this water ball. This is awful. Now, if she is laughing, is that what they want? They want somebody that's watching and laughing at them, maybe it wasn't
0: the best laugh, it was more, yeah, it was it, making fun of them. She was
1: like condescending, she, I wasn't
0: appreciating it.
1: Yeah, I, now the rest of that thing I thought made sense. The We were talking about this yesterday, catching the punts off the jugs machine. Yeah, that's fun. And then the, then they, they ratcheted it up and to see who could catch how many. And the only thing they needed to do there was, was it Hendrickson? Yeah. From the Bengals? Bengals. Let, once he wins it, see how many he can do. Like, they had him at five, right? For one, two, three. Yeah, let him one. keep going. Yeah, they had him at five, whatever that number. I think that's right, three, four, yeah. We'll see if he can catch six. See if he can do that and Marcus Spears reference when Pac-Man Jones did it on hard knocks. You talked about that the other day. That was a great moment. Uh so I like that idea and they can't
0: throw though. Those big guys, Cam Jordan and all them, no. when they were trying to hit those darts. That was a tough one. That
1: was tough. Those targets were crazy, but the dodgeball was all right. The mannings were, you know, were entertaining. So I'll watch on Sunday. Sunday at two o'clock, I think it is. We'll see a little flag football and uh and get into it that way. So I was I was entertained by that. Let us know what you thought. Specs text line is there for you. Somebody said Derek Carr was throwing major shade last night. L-O-L, yes. Uh somebody else says, uh Happy birthday to Zay. And yes, the Twitch stream is working. There you go. Shout out to everybody on Twitch and YouTube. Uh if you haven't subscribed to the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash at the Horn Austin. Yeah, y'all see Chad's beanie. Y'all
0: here looking like Cameron 05. You don't even know who that
1: is. I don't know. I have no idea. I
0: might play some Cameron just for that Cam'ron, later on. Like we it. play Cameron in
1: recent weeks. It's Cameron and a handsome man. Oh, yeah. Good looking, dude. Okay. So Harlem can, rapper. Can, yeah. I'll take it. Try yeah, to you'll take it. it. As a compliment.
0: Yeah. Okay. Very famous for wearing like a pink mink coat.
1: Oh. Very famous for it. Pink mink and a beanie.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
1: I don't have a pink mink. I could you don't. Yeah, in. I don't
0: know if you can pull that off. No. But it's all right. We're, we we're,
1: baby steps. No, as people could see, I am all about just a basic black coat. The ladies talk about the basic, basic black dress. I'm into the basic black clothes. Yeah, I'm on the black and black coat today. Yeah, we'll do a little bit of that. I'll go Johnny Cash style on the, the coat and hat today. Uh, all right, so the other football story that we need to get out there today <sighs> its the one that pisses me off. You heard what Zay just did. It pisses him off too. It should piss you off if you're a Texas fan, OU fan, to me, Aggie fan, Georgia fan, Bama fan, Florida fan, anybody in the SEC, this should piss you off. So the story comes out today. Pete Thamel is throwing out the latest he's hearing. The negotiations for Oklahoma and Texas to – sorry, I did that wrong. Pete, you need to write this correctly. The negotiations for Texas and Oklahoma to leave the the Big 12 a year early and join the SEC in 2024 have stalled and a deal is not expected to come to fruition, sources tell ESPN on Friday morning. After weeks of negotiations, Texas and Oklahoma oh, he did it both ways, are still slated to join the SEC in 2025. Sources said the parties could not come to terms amid a complex negotiation involving two schools, two networks, and the Big 12. So, Zay, we still continue to look for something concrete to make us think this 2024 idea is not just talk. As of today, not to say this couldn't change, as of today, we're back to you're going to have to deal with this year and another year in the Big 12.
0: Yeah, and this comes down to Fox just not budging. They understand that in 2024, with Texas and OU still being there and Fox still having the rights to that game, we know with just the kind of path that Quinn Ewers was supposed to take, we don't know how it's going to go because this past season didn't go how we all planned, and I know him and Steve Sarkeesian planned. But Quinn Ewers, it was just supposed to go a couple years here, first-round pick, NFL, and then Arch Manning stepped in. Mm-hmm. So 2024, Fox is looking at that situation like, okay, that means Arch Manning's gonna be starting in that OU game. We want all of that. So whatever we got going on with Disney, ABC, sorry, bro. Y'all gonna have to pay us a crazy amount, maybe amount that y'all can't do, or we just gonna keep it and ride it out. Yeah. So I I think it all comes down to Fox and it's just kind of a gift and curse with Arch Manning. Yeah, you'd love to have him, but since he's such a big household name and just the name on the back of the jersey, everybody wants a piece of that, including Fox. So I'm not saying it's all because of Arch, but that's the first thing that came to
1: my mind. I... Uh... I had not really thought of that particular angle, but you're right in that you're adding yet another brand name to all these other brand names. It's not just about the SEC brand, Texas brand, OU brand. The Manning name brand is a part of that game. So we've talked about this ever since Big 12 Media Days uh, last year. And you know when Brett Yormark showed up, we got to interview him, and he was trying to say the right things. He's going to wait. He's going to play the long game because he's got the deal in place. He says he has a good relationship. Okay, fine. And he'll listen to whatever Texas and OU have to say. But he wants the Big 12 logo at the Cotton Bowl as long as he can have it. So, Zay, I'm not sure what the answer is here, but I am sure it's got something to do with wallets and money. And I'm just sitting here thinking as you're talking, is it split the revenue? evenly on that game. Wait till the game is played, find out what the ultimate revenue is, and split it, literally hand half the money to Fox and the Big 12. Just say it's going to be half because they're obviously trying to negotiate now on numbers they don't know for sure. But the scariest part for me continues to be when they say this is about Texas OU, ESPN, Fox, and the Big 12 trying to negotiate. I still wonder where the SEC is in this whole deal. I know they can try to tell me they're not a part of it. I know they can try to tell me that. Chad, it's not our thing yet. Wait, wait a minute. You verified they're coming to your conference at some point. You first did it. You said it's happening in 2025. So you either lay that out for us and say, yeah, that's when it's happening. Deal with it. Or get involved. You are a partner with ESPN. Everybody realizes, right, that 230 CBS game that everybody, that's been SEC, that's about to be a Big Ten game. That's going to change in a couple years. So they're going to be in bed with ESPN. That is all going to – ESPN, ABC, that's where you're going to go for the biggest SEC games. How is it that the SEC hasn't tried to figure all this out? Because on the other side of the fence say, is so much money for the, big, for the SEC to make. I just can't believe they're not trying to figure out how to make it quicker.
0: Yeah, and I guess it's just not a priority for them. I mean, they look look at the list. Georgia, Alabama, those guys win it almost every single year. You see a little bit of Clemson mixed in there, but that's really it. So they feel like they're good. And it's kind of a arrogant mindset for SEC, but if they don't have to, then they're just gonna wait it out. If they, they don't wanna put up no money, obviously, or the money that's being asked, they damn sure don't want to put that up. So, yeah, they're at the same point of Fox. Like, it's just the waiting game for them. Like, okay, Fox, you clearly are in control of everything. You're not budging. You made your price. We're not going to do it. So, now Texas and OU fans are going to have to suffer and wait for two more years, which sucks because now we saw the schedule that just came out. Uh And you got Houston and uh, BYU on the schedule. You know what's coming next year you go going to uh, Orlando or Cincinnati. you go going to one of those two next year.
1: And probably Provo.
0: And probably Provo. I don't know if they'll make them do that because, mm-hmm. you know, not everybody plays each other. But for uh, Steve Sarkeesian's sake, right. you might be right. Yeah. Just yeah. because the Sartre, right. him you being an alma mater they guy, him them going them. back and they want to be dramatic and that will be oh. nice for viewers.
1: Yeah, Provo. You're, yeah. you're going
0: to go to Provo now.
1: Here's the other thing that they are locking in if they do this. We keep saying it. Now This next year is the last year of USC and UCLA in the Pac-12. They're moving to the Big Ten in 2024. I'll keep asking the question, SEC, Texas, Oklahoma, are y'all sure you want that to happen and then a full season goes by and you're still hanging out in this weird Big 12? Like, I just, the cheapness of it is what's weird to me. I thought that, SEC, Texas, Oklahoma. Now let's throw the others in. The money in College Station, Gainesville, Athens, Tuscaloosa, wherever else you want, Lexington, wherever else you want to talk about. Zay, they're telling the SEC teams that the projected number of what they can make off TV is going to go from like 40 to 45 million per team to 80 or more, 80, 82. Why don't they want that money now? Why don't they make the play for the money now? Spend the money you'd have to to disconnect from Fox in the Big 12. I can't do it. M- make your mark as whole as you can. Make Fox as whole as you can and then go. Or you go into this 2023 season and try to figure out what can we do in 2024. Split revenues, simulcasts, Talk. figure something out. They put Super Bowls on more than one network at the beginning. Can you do it? Do a Fox ESPN game. One time, one deal. Texas OU, it's on Fox and it's on ESPN. Why? Money. But Texas and Oklahoma will be in the SEC next year. That is what we would all love them to say in this year. If it's for 23, let's set it up that way where you'd go, hey, in 24, this is an SEC game. But I totally get what Brett Yormark is doing. I applaud him for it. I'm just on the other side of the discussion. I'm a fan of an SEC team. I work at a job that covers an SEC team, close, uh, future SEC team closely. And for you, Zay, and all the Longhorn fans out there that want to get there quicker, I feel for you guys too because it needs to. It's just it just feels like such a drag here because we'll have gone through four years after knowing.
0: Yeah, everybody
1: realize that. Yeah, the price
0: just keeps going up. Like we could have got this done before Arch Manning committed. But OU didn't want to put that money up.
1: They out here winning
0: uh, uh, championships and uh, softball and whatnot. They got some type of bread. They got some. I know Oklahoma, Oklahoma. But Tulsa is booming a little bit. Norman booming a little bit. Oklahoma City, y'all got a damn near uh, sports team out there. Oklahoma ain't the same Oklahoma it was 15 years ago. There's some money going on. So they could have put it up when they had the chance. And then once Archer committed and Fox said, oh, yeah, we ain't giving this game up for nobody.
1: Yeah, I am just – that's what – I'm sick and tired of the idea that all those brands together don't have enough money. I think that's so silly. <laughs> what have I said, Longhorn fans, for years and years doing this job? Two simple words. Be Texas. That's what needs to happen here. The Longhorns need to be Texas – Bama needs to be Bama, and the SEC needs to be the SEC. And to me, even if you just had those three brands working together, this gets done. This gets done before Valentine's Day if they were paying attention. I don't think I, I don't know that they all they're not all caring equally on this thing. They didn't get going quick enough. The SEC really didn't seem to worry about it. And if they're not involved in discussions now, again, I'm concerned. I'm concerned about it. That's the updated story. Texas and Oklahoma, as of now, it's going to be 2025. All right, here's what get I'm ready
0: for two more years of missed calls, everybody. Right, I two know. more years of that Oklahoma State that we saw this past season. 15 penalties against their dadgum zero. Y'all about to make me cuss on there like hey. I did when Frank Wright uh, uh-huh. bit Sam
1: Ellinger. How about we hadn't even thought of this one. If this does go one more year, they may send the Longhorns out to Stillwater again after all. (laughs) You might have to deal with Mike Gundy one more time, Zay.
0: Oh, man. They better not. They better realize in 2022 we went there and they got to come back here.
1: They might even send you to West Virginia again because I think you were scheduled to do that this year. I think that was supposed to be this year. You're right. Uh, so we'll see how all that works out also on the text line it is back the specs text line 337-3776 we hope you're all safe and sound out there if you can send us text we appreciate it (laughs) somebody said you look like eight mile east yep eight this one says chad you look like b rad from malibu's most wanted i don't get that reference but i'm going to
0: you never seen malibu's most wanted Uh
1: jamie kennedy that's his best work. No. Uh, all right. Uh, we'll get some more reactions on the Specs text line. Also, Zay's got the right call for you. Texas at Kansas State. We'll get you a preview of that. And coming up in the crap bag, I'll tell you about something I saw that even I had never seen before. Later on the horn. Come on, shake your body, baby. Do that, gong, gong, no, You can't control yourself any longer. Come on, shake your body, baby. Do that, con gong, know You can't control yourself any longer. This will get you moving. If you're outside dealing with your fallen limbs, this will get you going. Now, as of today, Zay is back in full control of the music. So we're going to be back to a normal show in terms of music now. We've got our internet back. We're back on streaming. I did see that we are back on the YouTube channel. Yeah,
0: shout out Dave Williams, our technician. Oh, my God. He'd be working his ass off. He really works his ass off during this time of the year.
1: Thanks to Dave and all the technical folks for getting it set up. Uh, And he did get us back online there, 671 subscribers right now, at The Horn Austin on YouTube. If you want to check us out, Get us to 1,000 subscribers. That'll be our first big goal there. So, Zay, let me see if I get it all correct. This would be Gloria Estefan and the Miami Sound Machine. That's right. There we go. With the conga. She is a whole lot of talented. Oh, yeah. I'm not sure if there's anything wrong with Gloria Estefan, but wow. A lot of talent. Good looking, obviously. Was incredible back in the day. Has done a whole lot of cool stuff. So, we'll start... With the conga. This will get you going. This will help you maybe with that chainsaw as you're cutting through limbs and all that stuff. Uh, I haven't gotten to that point yet, but uh, all those limb companies, tree companies, I heard Aaron giving a shout-out to SLP Lawn Care. I know we've talked about them a little bit, Jake and his crew. Jake, I may be in touch very, very soon, my brother, and uh, and see if you guys can get out there and take some limbs away. We hope that your power is coming back. Please let us know that. We'd love to hear stories of uh, – of your you know getting getting your power back getting back to maybe a slightly normal situation we do not have overall power back in the building but we got our hardwired internet back we we're able to bring you the shows and now we're able to stream it uh, like we were before uh, and now we're hoping that our brothers and sisters over at coke FM and 1053 the bat will get their signals back very soon as well but most importantly we are hoping uh, you guys get your power back we got people that work in the building that are you know a day day and a half uh, into no power so we hope that all gets fixed as quickly as possible uh, real quick before we get to some basketball talk some Somebody just texted in, y'all are infuriating, UT deserves this in terms of the SEC thing. Deserves doesn't really matter to me. What I I was assuming, though, is that the big brands would be the big brands. That's what I keep waiting for in this story where Texas and OU uh, and the SEC show a little muscle. But right now, it's Fox and the Big 12 that kind of have that muscle. They are digging in. And they're not they're not moving, and that's what we've got to see, kind of how it develops. We'll definitely keep talking about that story uh, as it as it rolls along. We've also got this big basketball game coming up at K State tomorrow for the Longhorns. Let's jump on into this every uh, every day at twelve thirty as we lead into a Longhorn basketball game. Zay's going to bring you the right call. Zay, let's go Texas at the Octagon of Doom, shall we?
0: All right, Chad, tomorrow, 3 o'clock pregame here on the Horn at 2.30. The Horn's got Kansas State. It's brought to you by Syntex Tickets, the right call segment. Go to SyntexTickets.com for your concert, theater, stand-up, and sports tickets. You hear Bucky Gobble on these airways all the time. Hey, Shelby, get them to me and get them to me quick. <sighs> yeah, Chad, the Horn's sitting on top of the throne right now mm-hmm. of the best conference in the the nation. Think about that. This is the best conference in the nation. The top six teams to me all could go to the final four, and Texas is on top but is that fool's goal? Because you might have the toughest two game stretch that you're going to have all year long, even with Tennessee and Baylor uh, uh, this past week, you losing to Tennessee and then beating the really good Scott drew team. These next two games against two top 10 teams, Kansas State sitting at number seven, Kansas sitting at number eight. This is going to show what the horns are really made of. And last time when Kansas state was here at the mood, it was embarrassing. Whew. It really was. I mean, just to allow that many points. And we know the Chris Beer thing was still, the dark cloud was over campus, and now it's a lot sunnier. And the team, is showing that. They're they're playing a lot more together. You saw how fired up Coach Terry was when that buzzer went off against Baylor, Chad. He was so mm-hmm. hyped. It just seems like the team is really revolving around him. You hear Dylan Mitchell. I saw him in a Zoom call not too long ago, and he said, Coach Terry should have this job and keep this job. I love him. He's a great guy. I could talk to him at any time. I want, and it doesn't even have to be basketball. So they love the guy. And you know, uh, say what you want about you know how he's been coaching. He's done his job. The horns saying that 18 and 4. You know, Coach Terry's record's really good right now, and they're gonna need all of that tomorrow in Manhattan. Last time they played them, Marquise Noel, 36 points, nine assists. Like he's averaging around 18 and seven, right around 18 and eight, but that's just way too much. And Tyrese Hunter, that was his best game offensively all year long. He had 29 points. Marcus Carr had 27, but nobody was playing D that night. Timmy Allen, he didn't do the best. He only had 10 points. Didn't really stop. Nobody stopped. Keontae Johnson either. He had 28. I think he's the best player on Kansas State. He averages around 18 points a game. So. Slowing those guys down, that's going to be difficult, but not allowing the rest of those guys on their squad to go off. Desi Sills, he might be a runner-up for six-man of the year with Serge Ibari Rice, most likely getting that. He could come off the bench and give them buckets any point of time of the game. He's nice with it. Naquan Tomlin might be their most NBA prospect guy. He's 6'10", could do multiple things with the Rock, just started playing basketball two years ago, didn't play high school basketball in the Team. Did it play on the AAU team? I don't know where Jerome Tang found him. I joked about it a couple of days ago. It was kind of like blue chips where he found Shaq. Nick Norton found Shaq over there somewhere just in the dungeon, just weird places to hoop. But hey, if you're good enough, they're going to find you. So... It's going to be a tough one for the Horns. You need Timmy Allen to start off fast like he you know did in the last game against Baylor. eighteen points, seven to 10 shooting. Really efficient. You're going to need all of that because when Timmy Allen starts slow like he did in Knoxville, the Horns start slow. So, Serge Barry Rice coming off the bench. You know what he's going to give you. Marcus Carr hasn't shot the ball well as of late, but you know he's not going to stop shooting. You know he's going to want the ball in his hands at the end of the game like that big shot he hit against the Bears and then just kind of what we've been saying all year long, Chad Tyrese Hunter, he's gonna have to play well every game. He should have been embarrassed by uh, Marquise Noel mm-hmm. giving them that 36 last game, especially with a defensive-minded type player Tyrese Hunter is. You could tell after you know Zakai Ziegler dropped 22 and 10 on them in Knoxville, he came back that next game and he really played well against Baylor. He didn't shoot the ball well, going I think five for 17, but. His defense was good, him uh, distributing that rock was good. He needs to continue that play, and he still needs to be aggressive offensively. If he does that, then the Horns, they're a better team, even if Tyrese Hunter isn't playing well. I'm going to continue to say you need both freshmen to step up and give them good minutes in the limited minutes that they get. Dylan Mitchell, Arterio Morris, the bigs always have to play well. Dylan DeSue's been really good, underrated, shot-blocking ability. His defense has been solid, and he's hit some really good jumpers, just you know, mid-range games, face-up jumpers, shooting at the elbow. The top of the key uh, spot, you know, Dylan Dassault, he's getting that confidence back game by game. Christian Bishop, stay out of foul trouble. Brock Cunningham, be Brock Cunningham, knock down shots when you got them. And the Horns, they could be the really good Kansas State team if they do those things. But we know they could get in those droughts. They went into a bad drought against Iowa State, they went into a little drought against Tennessee. If they avoid those, I like them tomorrow.
1: Yeah, don't need those long uh, scoreless droughts like we've seen. Both these teams are eighteen and four. Texas one game up in conference, seven and two versus six and three for Kansas State. All right, as we roll through, as we were going through the right call segment there, uh, my Wi-Fi dropped and then came back. Somebody told us that the stream went off, so we uh-uh. hope that has come back. Um, and and they're listening there, and uh, we hope. That if you're uh, if you're checking us out at hornfm.com and if you're normally listen on the apps, hopefully you're able to do that. Uh, and then we'll see if we can get the the streaming with YouTube and, and Twitch back up. Uh, so uh, and also thanks to the three subscribers that we've gained while just sitting there. Good here. looking now, y'all. There you go. Uh youtube.com slash at the horn. Austin, if you want to subscribe to our YouTube channel, we do appreciate that. Texas at Kansas State. Yeah, so last game, correct me if I'm wrong, the one at Oklahoma State was right after they found out Chris Beard had been fired, but earlier that week was K-State correct they had the got blown sound, out yes got blown out by K State and gave up 116, 116 16
0: and then went in 40 minutes no overtime yes just in 40 minutes in 40
1: minutes and then they went to Stillwater and clamped down on defense yeah and, gave up 46 and just went crazy on defense so hopefully they can find the kind of the the balance of that but K State in their home gym is going to be tough to deal with you say it all the time, Zay, that once you get into the tournament, what they're about to experience is the norm. You play one game, you get set for that. You get a few days to get ready for that one. Then you only get a day or so of to get ready for the next team. In this case, they know the opponent, obviously. But it gives you that kind of rhythm, and there's not really right now much tougher a back-to-back that you could find. They'll be on a bus from one to the other, we've heard. They're going to just roll over to Lawrence and deal with it that way. So let's see what they look like tomorrow afternoon. Again, a 3 o'clock tip time, 2.30 pregame for you right here on the Horn.
0: And it's weird because even though Kansas State is ranked 7th, in the country, you look at the Kempom rankings, they're 24th. So let, let, keep up, we'll keep up with that as the season goes along and once we hit March and that Big 12 tournament. But when you see things like that, as right as of now, it would mean Kansas State would be a two seed. Kempom has, has them 24. Like I said a couple of days ago, that's upset material. Uh, that's just you know history shows when you're back at the Ken Palm like that. Those are the teams that lose, depending on the matchup, obviously. But the two fifteen matchups, those are those upsets that you see because there's something there hmm. that Ken Palm is seeing that we ain't. And I, I, there's so much talent on you know Kansas State. It's kind of like if Marquise Noel. And Keontae Johnson, if they struggle, then what else do they have? I mean, Desi Sills, he's nice, and I just mentioned Tomlin, but what else? You know, Carter hit some huge threes against the Horns last time they played him. But they haven't had a game like that since. They haven't put up over a 100, mm-hmm. you know, since then. So just keep that in mind when you're filling out your bracket and you see Kansas State, and depending on their matchup, make sure you look at the net rankings and the Kim Palm and stuff because them being that 24, that's just that's so interesting
1: to me. Mm. See, that's the kind of stuff you get from say He follows basketball very, very closely. We'll keep our eyes on that. Obviously, you keep your eyes on the game tomorrow as well if you can. That environment is always crazy in Manhattan. And by the way, our good listener T-Bone that let us know that the stream was out says it's back up now, uh, and I'm seeing my Wi-Fi came back as well. So hopefully we've got the ability to get you streaming today. Hopefully you're in, uh, enjoying it today and maybe not dealing with a bunch of fallen limbs, but I know a lot of people are. So uh, And we also, just mainly the most important thing, we hope you are getting power back. We have not gotten full power back in this building yet. Um, we hope you all get it, and then uh, maybe we'll have that good news coming right after that. Uh, we will have this bit of good news. Brandon Lang going to join us at 105. It is the off week before the Super Bowl. So we'll get some early thoughts from him on that and uh, see if he's got any basketball thoughts as well. A couple more visits with Brandon before football season ends. Up next, though, in the crap bag, it's something that even I had not seen before. I'll see if Zay's ever seen something like this. It was pretty crazy. Uh, I'll tell you what it was, uh, and uh, we'll get into it. It is uh, a big Friday for us. Hopefully things are back to normal. Oh, by the way, it's also Zay's birthday, if you want to tell him. Happy birthday today. Happy 3 2. OJ's. Well, maybe not that 3 (laughs) 2. Magic. Magic Johnson. That's it. Zay's birthday today on the horn. My cards here. Little duet right here. Love this song. So I think I've got this right. This is Phil Collins and the guy from Earth, Wind, and Fire, who I believe is Philip Bailey. Philip Bailey. Yeah. This was catchy as hell, man. the kind of girl you dream of. Phil Collins always had this rep of being real bland and vanilla and stuff, but when you added that ingredient in here, and they could go back and forth. It's pretty good. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
0: You definitely know Philip introduced Phil Collins to some collard greens or something. That's the kind of soul that he brought out in this joint.
1: I hope so. If you're going to a good soul food place and you are not trying some kind of greens, you're crazy. <laughs> you're out of your mind. Whew. I do like the collard greens. I think the mustard greens are better, though. I like mustard greens a little bit better if I can get them. Nah, you
0: ain't had no collard greens of like ham hock and chitlins and stuff in it. I had good
1: cut. I've had good both. I like both. Like all that stuff, so good. And uh, RIP hot sauce. RIP to Eva Mae's. It's no longer in Elgin, but oh, man. but there is a place. I still haven't been over there yet. I believe it's called Jackson's Soul. That is in the same place Eva Mae's used to be. Have not been over there yet, but apparently they're open and ready to roll. Okay. So just letting you know. If you're into it, there's also a place that my wife was checking out. I think it's in Round Rock or something that we were going to go. Uh, we haven't been over there either. Uh, but there's a lot of good soul food out there if you uh, if you need it. And uh, there is some good duets if you need it, even ones with Phil Collins. Uh, Phil Collins and Philip Bailey, uh, Gloria Estefan, and the Miami Sound Machine getting us started today. Thanks to all of you for being with us. Uh, we do have the streaming back up. We do have, uh, so hornfm.com, we've got the apps back up. Hopefully our sister stations will get their signals back. Uh, We've been rolling along with 104.9 these last couple days. We do appreciate you being with us, uh, and we hope you are safe and sound out there and getting your power back and getting things back to normal. We'll visit a little bit with Brandon Lang coming up here at 105. Right now, though, it's the crap bag. I'll tell you what I saw that I've never seen before. Cads Crap Bag. Crap Bag. If you need an easy way to remember it, just think of a bag of crap. Brought to you by AV Consultations, 255-8678, or go to avconsultations.com. Since I talked so much about it ahead of time, I thought I'd give you the review of this wrestling match I was talking about. Yeah, I'm going to go nerdy wrestling fan for a second, but I'd never seen this one. Uh, so if you watched wrestling back in the day, but you don't watch it now, so... It was Samoa Joe and, and Darby Allen, this AEW match I've been looking forward to. It was a great match. It was brutal and violent, and Joe threw him all over that arena. They went up the stairs and back down, uh, just all over the place. Joe ended up inadvertently cut, got an organic cut from a table, uh, and was wearing the Crimson Mask for like half the, the match. But Zay, right towards the end, Darby Allen grabbed a box cutter. By the way, it's a no holds barred match, in case I didn't mention that. He grabbed a box cutter, and he started cutting the the ties under the ring. He cut all the way down one side. Then he cut all the way down another side. He took the corner, like covering, off the ring. He pulled the big pads out to expose the bare boards underneath. And then the match ended with he and Joe up on the top turnbuckle, and they essentially did a superplex off the top turnbuckle, onto the bare wood. Damn. It looked like it hurt a lot. Darby Allen puts himself through so much. If you're into pro wrestling at all, check out AEW. They throw a lot at you, uh, and those two guys, I think they said they're going to be done for a while with matches because Darby's just not going to survive it if they keep going. He will take as much punishment as uh, as anybody wants to dish out. I had never seen that before. I'd never seen anybody undo the ring. I've seen booby-trapped rings. Where two big guys are in there and they set it to where the ring collapses, or something. oh yeah,
0: Big Show was always yeah, a part of that.
1: Exactly, Big Show, Mark Henry, and some others over the years have done that. Uh, maybe Kane. We've had guys come up through the ring, Undertaker and others. And I think when they did Undertaker Lesnar in an either steel cage or hell in a cell, I think Lesnar did that where he pulled back something and maybe exposed some boards. I'd never seen it though in a kind of a regular match like that. It was absolutely. Crazy! So shout out to AEW and Darby Allen and Samoa Joe. If y'all want to have more matches, I'll watch. I'm a sucker for watching all that. Some of the spots they pulled off were unbelievable. Oh, and Darby Allen wore a a hoodie, a black hoodie with thumbtacks in it sticking out. (laughs) So that when he punches you with the the sleeve, you're getting hit with the thumbtacks. And Samoa Joe slammed him on top of those thumbtacks at one point. And then at one point, Darby put it on, got up on the turnbuckle, and then jumped back off of it. Oh, that's badass. And hit Joe with one of his moves. It was crazy. I've, I've never seen anything like those two. Uh, so that's out there, and this is a crazy week where you may have been trying to find some entertainment. So go check that out. Pretty, uh, pretty unique stuff. We will also, at some point today, talk about... A weird crap bag, crap bag like situation that happened in women's basketball. I want to get Zay's thoughts on this as we go along. <laughs> I read this story today that Kara Lawson, the former uh, Tennessee player, oh she was
0: so cold.
1: She's a great player, but now uh, the coach at Duke, she is contending that her, that she was in, that they were involved in a game where they played with a men's basketball. If you don't know, a men's basketball and a women's basketball are slightly different. And then in the second half, they are contending they played with a women's ball. But according to what I'm reading, Zay, Florida State and the conference will not agree that they played with a a men's ball in the first half. So I'm just trying to figure out how this all happened. Somebody lying. Yeah, we got to figure that part out. Uh, we'll get Zay to talk about that as we roll along. Also, the NBA has announced its all-star rosters. Full rosters are out. We know who's going to be in the dunk contest. We'll get Zay's reaction to that. Hopefully at uh, 2.05 we may be talking to Jeff Ketchum of OrangeBloods.com, although I have not gotten absolute confirmation of that. I know uh, uh, Jeff, like a lot of others, may be, may be busy today with some stuff. We'll uh, We'll double-check on that one up next it is Brandon Lang of BrandonLang.com. We'll get some early thoughts from him on the Super Bowl and maybe a little basketball, uh, some basketball thoughts as well. He's been pretty hot with college basketball lately. Stay with us. Brandon Lang up next on The Horn.